I can't believe I ate that whole thing. You ate it, Ralph. Pizza, pizza. Now that is a man who has eaten a lot of beef. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then. Hello and welcome back. This is Storytime and I am Gamer Dude. Glad to have you with us for some more stories this week. Today we're talking about snacks. I know we've talked about snacks in the past, but today I wanted to talk about snacks for a couple of reasons. Number one, I don't think I've done a full episode about snacks. We've talked about them, but I don't think I've given you my top 10 snacks. So we're going to do that today and talk about snacks in general. And number two, given the time of year, we just got done with the Super Bowl, NASCAR season is starting, baseball season is starting, snacking in front of the TV while watching sporting events, that's just a thing we do. So we're always looking for the perfect snack. Even if it's not a sporting event, the way we're streaming movies these days, binging shows, who doesn't sit down with a snack pack? You got your juice, you got your soda, you got your popcorn, you got your chips. Whatever it is that we want to chew on that day, we line it up on the table, put it on the arm of the sofa, have a bowl of whatever, and we're ready to go. We love our snacks. And snacking is huge. I mean, the snack business is huge these days. How many things can you get in the store that are snacks? Between chips and crackers and candies, there are so many things you can snack on, it's ridiculous. Now, I'm trying to remember, it wasn't always that way. I mean, when I was a kid, we did have snacks. But our snacks were not as varied and as wide-ranging as we have these days. I'm trying to remember what we had as snacks. Now, I know my mom was really, really good at trying to get us to eat healthy. She wasn't really good at making us eat healthy, but she tried. God bless her, she tried. I mean, she bought fruit. We would always have apples and oranges sitting in the fridge. Mom, I'm hungry. Well, have an apple. Mom, I want something good. Apples are delicious. It's such a mom thing to say. Apples are delicious. Mom, it's not what I want. But that's what we had. We had apples. We had oranges. I remember the oranges. I remember that my mom could buy a bag of oranges. It was like 10 oranges for a dollar. When they had a sale, they had a great sale. And so my mom would stock up on oranges. The problem with oranges as a snack is, number one, it's not very exciting. It's an orange. But number two, you have to peel the orange or you have to slice it and you get the juice everywhere and it's a pain in the butt. Eating an orange as a snack is a pain in the butt. Don't get me wrong, I love oranges, but as a convenient snack, oranges don't do it. They're tasty, they're just not snack food. But God bless her, mom tried with those oranges and she tried with those apples. And yeah, I had apples and oranges for snacks when I was a kid because there was nothing else. That's what mom had. There was also raisins. I've talked about how we had those little tiny boxes of raisins in our lunch. Those little raisin boxes were everywhere when I was a kid. Every cabinet you opened, there was a box of raisins. You could have some raisins. Mom, no. Raisins aren't a snack. Yes, they are. They're very tasty and healthy. Mom, please. I do remember sometimes that we would have those mini bags of Lay's potato chips. We would also get mini bags of Fritos corn chips. We would get to take those to school in our lunches. And occasionally we could have those for a snack. But we couldn't have those very often for a snack after school, for instance, because mom bought a certain number of those. And if it came in a pack of 15, for instance, in the family pack, that was enough for each one of us kids to have one of those bags every day for lunch. And that was it. Three kids, five days a week, 15 bags. So there wasn't a lot of extra for snacking. I think that's one of the reasons that when I was a kid, my snacks turned into basically cookies or a brownie or a piece of cake. Because why? 
Well, mom made a lot of that stuff. As I've mentioned before, my mom was a stay-at-home mom. She did a lot of the usual stay-at-home mom stuff, cleaning, cooking, and baking. She did other things, too. But this is the traditional way that things were when I was a kid. Mom did eventually go back to work when the kids were all out of the house and we were all in school. But when we were all still relatively young, mom stayed at home. And one of the things she did was bake. And one of the things she baked was cookies. So we always had cookies in the house. We always had chocolate chip cookies. We would have oatmeal raisin cookies. Occasionally, we'd get those refrigerator cookies. Mom didn't like to make those because they took too long. She just wanted to whip up the batter, throw it in the oven, bake the cookies. But as a result, we always had a full cookie jar. And so if we wanted a quick snack and mom wasn't looking, we would run in and grab cookies out of the cookie jar. And yes, we had a traditional cookie jar. I actually still have my parents' cookie jar. We had a cookie jar in our house that my parents got on their honeymoon. For whatever reason, and I never knew and I never asked, but they bought a cookie jar that looked like a monk or a friar. If you know Friar Tuck from the old Robin Hood movies, I mean the old Robin Hood movies, he had on the monk's robes, the friar's robes, and the friar has a bald head and that fringe of hair around the head like monks used to have. You know, the traditional stereotypical monk picture. If you picture a monk in an old movie, that's what the cookie jar looks like. And mom would fill that cookie jar with cookies. And so when we would want to come in and have a snack without mom knowing, we had to be very, very careful, number one, not to break the cookie jar because it's ceramic, and number two, not to take too many cookies to make it look like we were taking cookies. Because the cookie jar was on the counter, and so it was easily accessible. But because it was ceramic, it was also very noisy. On top of all of that, the irony of the cookie jar never escaped me, because the cookie jar, in the shape of a monk, says, Thou shalt not steal, on the bottom of it. And what were we doing? Stealing cookies. Nada. We weren't stealing. We were just sampling. But I remember that cookie jar, and I still have that cookie jar on my counter today. It hasn't had cookies in it for a long, long time, but it used to have cookies in it all the time because that was our snack when I was a kid. That's probably one of the reasons that I had weight problems too when I was a kid. Longtime listeners probably remember my fat kid episode from season one. That probably had a lot to do with it because I didn't want the oranges for my snacks. I wanted the cookies and I ate them. Now, as I got older and I moved out of my parents' house, went out on my own, I still loved to snack. I mean, we all love to snack. You don't want to sit down for a meal every time you're hungry. You don't need a meal every time you're hungry. But sometimes during the course of the day, you get hungry. Sometimes you need that little pick-me-up during the midday or in the morning or in the afternoon. You need something just to break up the monotony of your day. And I've tried all different kinds of things. I've tried the cookies. I've tried the oranges. I've tried the apples. I mean, they all work. They're all good to snack on, but they're just not satisfying. I've always tried to find something like crunchy because crunchy wakes me up. Not crunchy like carrot sticks or celery sticks, which I've also done. That's the healthy part of me trying to snack. All right, I'm going to cut up some carrot strips because that's a nice, nutritious snack. It may be nutritious, but it's boring. But I've had my share of celery sticks and carrot sticks. And they're fine and they're crunchy and they'll wake you up, but they're not exciting. Now, my snacking taste has always been towards something crunchy, something salty. One of the reasons I go with something crunchy, and this will sound a little weird, I'm sure, but for years and years I was driving long distances or for a long period of time, whether I was driving limos or even going back to my days of driving to Ohio for school or driving my morning commute to work or driving some of my long trips from one place to another to get from one end of the state of New Jersey to the other because I had an appearance in court somewhere. I've put a lot of miles on my car, and I've noticed when you're sitting in the car for a long period of time, sometimes you get a little drowsy. And yeah, I'll stop and I'll pull over, but sometimes all I need is a little crunchy snack. 
And a lot of my snacking has come because of all the hours that I've spent behind the wheel. And the snacking keeps me alert. It's probably not the best thing to do. I should probably just stop. But I never did. I just grabbed a bag of whatever. I used to do sunflower seeds, for instance. Crunch on sunflower seeds, except they're a little messy. Because you've got the sunflower seed in your mouth, but you got to get rid of the shell. And it's one thing if you're out on a baseball field and you could put a handful in your mouth and crunch them and spit the shells out. When you're driving a car, not the easiest thing in the world to do. I'm not a big chip guy. I mean, I like chips. I love Doritos, for instance. Doritos are an awesome snack. Probably one of the best snacks. Not one of my top 10 snacks, though. We'll get to the top 10 snacks in a few minutes. But Doritos are delicious. I love all of the flavors. I think I always go back to my favorite, the original nacho cheese. But the Cool Ranch are good. Any of the hot special ones they come out with, those are good. What is it, like 15 flavors of Doritos now? But I always go back to the original nacho. But Doritos haven't been around forever. Potato chips have been around forever. Doritos only came about in like the late 60s, early 70s. And I don't remember seeing Doritos until I got to college. I don't remember Doritos when I was a kid. I love Doritos now, but they're not a go-to snack, especially when you're driving, because you get that Dorito juice on your fingers, all that orange powder, all that nacho cheese stuff, almost as bad as Cheetos fingers. That's why I don't do Cheetos. Because you don't want all that orange stuff on your fingers. It gets on the car. It gets on the steering wheel. I don't like a messy snack. I like a snack that's clean, that you can just eat and not have to worry about all the grease on your fingers or all the residue from whatever it is you're eating. That's why Doritos never really made it into my car as a snack. I like them for a football game. I like them for a party. You dip it into a nice dip. And they're good, but not for driving. That's the same for any of those things. Potato chips, too greasy. Cheetos, too cheesy. Doritos, too something. They're just messy. The residue is too much for me. At one point, I decided to try pork rinds. Now, you know what pork rinds are, right? It's a food you used to only be able to get in the South, but they've become a national thing in the past 15, 20 years. I think pork rinds became popular because of the Atkins diet, that low-carb diet, because pork rinds is fried pig skin. In case you didn't know, if you find pork rinds, that's what you're eating. It's fried pig skin. I know, it's not something that you normally think of as a great tasty snack. Oh, fried pigskin? But think about that for a second. We like Kentucky Fried Chicken. Why? Because we get that crispy fried chicken skin. Pork rind is basically the fried pork skin, except in a little bag instead of served on a table. And you can get pork rinds in any flavor. Regular, barbecue, ranch. And I've tried them, and it's not bad. It's very, very salty. But the problem with pork rinds is also the residue. They're a little greasy. They're not as greasy as potato chips, but pork rinds also have that residue, that greasiness. And so they're not good for driving in the car or just, you know, walking along the street with a bag of pork rinds in your hand. Not that I do that. I don't make it a habit of walking around with a bag of snacks. I mean, they're technically portable, I guess, but I'm not a walk around and have a snack kind of guy. Any more than I'm a walk around and have a bottle of water kind of guy. That's just not me. I don't do that. But my point is, with the bag snacks like that, I don't like the greasy residue. If I'm snacking, I like to have a snack, pop it in my mouth, and be done with it. I don't want to have to be wiping my hands on something. I don't want to be carrying around a hand sanitizer. I just want to pop the snack in my mouth and eat. Is that so much to ask? I also tried jerky as a snack. I've tried all different kinds of jerky. Beef jerky, pork jerky, turkey jerky. That's fun to say. Turkey jerky. They have all kinds of jerky. Jerky is basically just lean meat that's been dehydrated. You dehydrate it, you salt it to prevent spoilage, and it lasts a long time. 
The nice thing about jerky is you can get it in all different kinds of flavors. If you marinate the meat or season the meat or prepare it with some kind of smoked meat, then you get a really flavorful jerky. And there's really not a lot of residue with jerky. The problem for me with jerky is that it's always too chewy. I know it's supposed to be. You're supposed to chew on a piece of jerky and... And that's what it is. But for me, that's just too much work. I don't want to be dealing with my snack that way. Just let me take a bite and eat and swallow. I don't want to have to chew it for 20 minutes. I mean, jerky is fine. And if I'm ever in the wilderness or if I go on a camping trip and I need a protein hit, I'm taking jerky and probably pork rinds too. But as a regular snack, not so much. But I do have a list of my top 10 regular snacks. Actually, it's my top 10 list, but I do have an honorable mention because when have I ever been able to keep things to a top 10 list? Never. I have to throw in the honorable mention because I love these snack crackers. Wheat Thins haven't been around forever, but it seems like they have. I mean, the oldest cracker that I know of is a saltine. And saltines are fine, and I'll snack on a saltine if I have to. But there's something so delicious about Wheat Thins. They're just super tasty. There's a sweetness to them. There's a nuttiness to them. I love Wheat Thins. They're a really fine snack cracker. And I could go through a box of them. They're crazy good. Very addictive. To me, a Wheat Thin is more addictive than a potato chip. I can never eat just one Wheat Thin. I need a handful at least. So they're honorable mention on my top 10 list. But for the list itself, we're going to count down from 10 to 1, as we usually do. This is my top 10 list today. You ask me tomorrow, it'll probably change. It all depends on my mood, really. What do I feel like eating today? But today's top 10 list starts with number 10, your basic chewy granola bar. Preferably chocolate chip. Doesn't have to be. Could be peanut butter. Not s'mores. Don't give me a s'mores chewy granola bar. S'mores is not a flavor. S'mores is something they're trying to foist upon us as a flavor, but it's not a flavor. S'mores is a thing. S'mores is a graham cracker with marshmallows and a chocolate bar. It's not a flavor. But a chewy granola bar with chocolate chips in it or with peanut butter chips in it, that's a great snack. Quaker puts a good one out. BJ's Wholesale Club puts a good one out. Nature's Valley does a good granola bar, but those are the crunchy ones where if you bite into it, it shatters into a million pieces. Those are not fun. They're tasty, but they're not a great snack because you bite into it and it breaks into a million pieces. Who wants all that granola all over your lap or over your table or over your desktop or wherever you're snacking? The crunchy granola bars are a pain, but the chewy granola bars, great invention, great snack. Number nine on my list of go-to snacks, the Little Debbie Oatmeal Cream Pie. Oh my God. I don't know what it is about the Little Debbie Oatmeal Cream Pie. It's like a giant oatmeal cookie with a layer of Twinkie filling between another giant oatmeal cookie. And the oatmeal cookies are soft. They're not just soft. They're decadently soft. You bite into it and it's like biting into a cloud of sweet oatmeal and delicious fake marshmallow. Oh, it's so good. I could eat a box of Little Debbie oatmeal cream pies in one sitting. They are just so addictive and so good. I don't keep them in the house because I have very little self-control if I have a box of oatmeal cream pies in the house. There is a close parallel to this. This isn't on the list, but if I can't find the oatmeal cream pie, a good substitute for me is the Tasty Cake Oatmeal Cookie Bar. Oh, that's so good too. It doesn't have the cream that the Little Debbie Oatmeal Cream Pie has, but it's got that soft oatmeal cookie thing going. And whatever they do to that is the same thing Little Debbie does to their cookies. But the Little Debbie ones with that cream in between, oh, so good. Number eight on my list of favorite snacks, Chex Mix. Yes, this is the Chex Mix you can buy at the store. 
You used to be able to make Chex Mix at home, and yeah, I guess you still can. Chex Mix is based on the Chex cereals. Chex cereals used to be huge. Rice Chex, Wheat Chex, Corn Chex, you'd buy them at the store just like any other cereal. And then they created this recipe years and years ago, where you'd mix in pretzels, a little Worcestershire sauce, some other things to make it an interesting party snack. And then people started making their own variations of it, and what the company did is create their own corporate version of Chex Mix. They encouraged people to buy the cereal, and then they decided, eh, we'll make it ourselves. So now they have all kinds of Chex Mixes that you can buy without having to go through the hassle of making it yourself. You still can if you look up some of the old recipes, and if you feel like buying all the ingredients, you can make your own homemade Chex Mix. But who wants to bother if you can just go and buy a bag of Cheddar Chex Mix or the Bold Party Blend? Oh, man, that's a good mix. Don't even get me started on the Chex Mix with M&Ms and chocolates in them. Oh, those are good, too. But if you're looking for a good savory snack, the Cheddar Chex Mix that you can get at the store? Oh, that's some good eating, man. As long as we're talking mixes, that brings us to number seven on the list, Trail Mix. I love a good trail mix. I don't think there's any set definition on what constitutes trail mix. But I think if you have peanuts, raisins, and M&Ms in your trail mix, you've got a definitive trail mix right there. Throw in some walnuts, pecans if you want to. Put in some shredded coconut if you really want to. But if you've got those three, you've got a good trail mix. And yeah, if I'm at a vending machine and I'm looking for a quick snack and they have a trail mix pack there, I don't care who's making it, I'll buy trail mix as a good snack. Number six on my list, I told you I'm not really a chip guy for snacks. The one chip I'll make an exception for is a Lay's potato chip. Not just anybody's potato chip. There is a difference. You can get Wise potato chips. You can find Utz potato chips. You can find some other generic potato chips in vending machines. But if I want just a snack of a potato chip, I will go with the Lay's every time. Because there's something light, something almost delicate about a Lay's potato chip that other potato chips don't have. They're somehow tastier than other potato chips. Now, I don't need all the fancy flavors. I don't need a barbecue chip. I don't need a sour cream and onion chip. Lay's used to add in those flavors like biscuits and gravy or pickle. I don't need all of those. Just give me a Lay's potato chip. Plain old, everyday Lay's potato chip. That's a great snack. Number five on the list, goldfish. Pepperidge Farm still makes the goldfish. The goldfish snacks come in a variety of flavors as well. You can get cheddar. You can get exploding cheddar. You can get pizza flavor. You can get barbecue. You can get pretzel. I just need the original plain goldfish for a perfect little snack. Just get me a handful of goldfish, a small glass of soda. That's a snack that'll keep me going. Yeah, the flavors are fine. I don't mind the flavors, but I don't need the flavors. The original, unadulterated, plain old goldfish snack cracker is all I need. Those crunchy little goldfish, they're so delicious. I don't know what they do to them, but they're very addictive, and I love them. The other one that I love, number four on the list... Pringles. They're not really potato chips, but they're potato snacks. They've got, what, a dozen flavors of Pringles out there? I don't need any of the fancy flavors. I don't need anything but the original Pringles. I'm not exactly sure what the Pringles are. They're not potato chips. They're potato crisps, but they're so good. I don't know why I love them so much. I think because they're just a little different than potato chips. They're definitely less greasy. They're definitely very tasty. And yeah, I can get into a can of Pringles and devour them. Pringles, excellent snack. All right, the top three snacks on my list, they can go in any order, and it depends on my mood. As I put the list together today, my mood kind of reflected more of a crackery kind of thing, 
But there are times where I would rather have a sweet kind of thing as a snack. So I want to say the top three on my list are interchangeable. This rotation can go in any direction. Number three on the list today, Reese's Pieces. Not Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. No, 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 no. That's a different kind of snack. I don't usually snack on candy bars, and Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are basically a candy bar. But the Reese's Pieces, it's candy-coated peanut butter. I love peanut butter anyway. And you put candy coating on it, and you give me a little package of them. Oh, I'm getting my sweet. I'm getting my peanut butter. I get that protein hit. I get that sugar hit. What a perfect snack. And if you get the packs out of the vending machine, it's just enough. It's just enough of a snack. Now, don't let me buy the big bag at the supermarket. (laughs) No, no, that would be bad. I will devour that thing. I need to buy it in individual packs because otherwise, oh no, that whole thing will be gone. But yeah, Reese's Pieces, number three on the list. Number two on the list, in case I'm not in a peanut butter mood, give me some M&Ms. Now, I'm going to include the peanut M&Ms and the regular M&Ms as part of the M&M family of snacks because I can go either way with my M&Ms. I love the peanut M&Ms. I love the regular M&Ms. I don't need any of the fancy new flavors they're coming out with. I don't need the mocha M&M. I don't need the M&M with pretzels in the middle of it. I don't even need the peanut butter M&Ms because I've got the Reese's Pieces, which are better. I've compared them. They are better. Reese's Pieces, better than peanut butter M&Ms. Yes, that's a small little hill that I'll die on. But if you give me a regular M&M, oh, that's a great snack. Again, I need that in the small individual servings. Don't give me a big bag of them because my self-control when it comes to M&M's is not good. I will go through those M&M's and lay waste to the entire bag. Individually wrapped M&M's, that's the only way I can go. I mean, not individual M&M's one in a package. I mean, the individual serving size. Yes, GamerDude is now requesting that M&M individually wrap M&M's for him so that he can just pick one at a time. You know, that's probably not a bad idea. They should make M&M's. Now that I'm thinking about it, have you ever seen those giant lifesavers they make? I think they should make giant M&M's like that and individually wrap them. There's a new marketing thing for the M&M's candy company. Run with that, guys. Get those giant M&M's made. Individually wrap them. I'll be first in line. That brings us to number one on my list today. My number one snack. The one that I have never gotten tired of after years and years of eating them. It's the Cheez-It Crackers. Cheez-Its are just little slices of cheesy heaven. Now, we're not talking the cheese nips. Cheese nips, not nearly as good. That's like the dollar store version of a Cheez-It. The Cheez-It crackers are so good, so tasty, so perfectly balanced between the cheddar flavor, the salt flavor. It's just a perfect mix of everything that's good about a snack food. Give me Cheez-Its every single day and I'm a happy guy. I don't know what they do to those Cheez-Its to make them so damn good. But I've been eating Cheez-Its as a snack for years and years and years, and I cannot foresee ever getting tired of them. They are just so good. So if you're in the mood for a snack cracker that just stands the test of time, go get yourself a box of Cheez-Its. You won't be sorry, and you won't be hungry. That's my list of snacks for this week. I'm going to guess that your list may vary considerably from this list. But these are my top 10 snacks. And if you haven't tried them all, you should go try them. They're all really good. And yet, as a guy who's been snacking for many, 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 many years, I feel confident in the quality of this list. This is a good list of snacks. 
Anyway, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for being a part of things. As always, I can't thank you enough for your support and all the time that you spend here. Until next time, you guys take care of yourselves. And I'll see you when I see you.